Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Help Jews in Poverty at helpjewsnow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit helpjewsnow.org. That's helpjewsnow.org. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 101 on is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. And I am proud to introduce my new co-host, Eric Lander. He's an independent SEO consultant many of you probably have heard of. He's got over nine years of experience and a wealth of respect from the SEO industry. Uh, you can see more of his stuff at ericlander.com. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well, Ross. How about you? Great. Welcome to the show, man. Great to have you on. Thank you very much. I look forward to being part of this on a weekly basis. Yes. So tell us a little more about you quickly before we move on here. Okay. What are you, guys, um, what are you up to? So right now, I'm, I'm basically just working as an independent consultant. Uh, recently concluded a stint as a Fortune 300 SEO uh, working in-house. So I've kind of got a, a pretty good mix of working for clients as well as working for big brands in-house. Um, trying to go back to my roots a little bit now and working out of the private practice. So that's where I'm at for the ma- you know for the time being. Okay. Must have found it quite a change, eh? Working from home, getting back into that that grind. It's a lot more enjoyable. We'll say that. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. I do. I do that occasionally myself. Well, uh, thanks for being here. And, and today we also uh, fantastic. We have got a great guest as well. It's uh, Lauren Baker, uh, the owner of Search Engine Journal. And uh, uh, thanks for being here, Lauren. How how long have you been doing this? It must be nine, ten, more than that. How many years? Yeah, I think we're pretty much on the ten slash eleven year mark. Um, which it's been a long time. I, uh, I started in SEO and, well, primarily link building back in 1998-1999. And uh, that's when I was in school. I was finishing up uh, university, and everyone else in the marketing department was going down to, in the downtown Baltimore to do ad internships. And I decided to roll the dice a little bit with a... Um, with a... Um, okay. <clears throat> with a job at a, uh, a small internet marketing firm that was launching out of someone's house. And that's how it all got started. Huh. So what 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 firm was that? Or is it changed? I guess, is that Search Engine Journal now? Uh, no, I was uh, working as an intern uh, with a firm called Web Advantage out, oh, okay. of, um, out of Hartford County, Maryland. Huh, and uh, then uh, started Search Engine Journal a couple of years later. Well, that's certainly an esteemed place. I love going there and reading stuff. And uh, Eric, I believe you write for Search Engine Journal too, don't you? In theory, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's been a while, but I uh, definitely helped Lauren out behind the scenes as the associate editor. And I think I've been on board for, I'm going to guess, Lauren, what, going on about two years now? Yeah, pretty much two years. Um, Eric, Eric's done a very good job of kind of calling me out and letting me know when <laughs> stuff's going well and when stuff's not. He's kind of like, you know, I got a little uh, angel on one shoulder and Eric on the other one, so he keeps me in check. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm going to say thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Eric, yeah, he's been great, um, and I appreciate uh, all the time you put into the blog too, Eric. It's not a problem. I think it's a great community. I love the fact that there's so many readers and there's always, no matter what you write, you're always bound to get great commentary back from the readers. So it's great stuff. Yes. So we're talking a little bit about link building today, Lauren, and I know that's a, a large component toward sort of of the services that you offer. 
since you know we're trying to um, sort of introduce our audience to some of the basics about link building, I guess can you tell tell us a little bit more about how you see link building, maybe why it's important in the SEO field, um, maybe some of the things that you like to look for while building links for a client? Oh, of course, sure. Let me um let me get started and and kind of going back a little bit in time, back to about ten, eleven years ago when I started in internet marketing. Um, back then, this was before you know Google even became anything in terms of search. We used to go out and build links to drive targeted traffic to a client site. So, along with placing banner ads on a site or trying to build partnerships, link building was one of the major parts of the um, internet marketing mix. Now, at the time, instead of measuring the links via metrics such as you know. Uh, page rank or page strength or, or uh, linkscape juice or whatnot, um, we would measure the value of links in the analytics backend of our clients in terms of which links were driving traffic and also which links were driving conversion. Now, the internet was a bit smaller back then and it was a lot easier to obtain a pretty high, you know, a high visibility a high visibility link on, on a uh, you know relevant site to one of our clients. So uh, we would normally email a webmaster and say, hey, you know, can we get a link next to your navigation menu? Or hey, can we get a link you know right there on your uh, specific page? And they would be more than happy to obtain the email and have a little bit of attention and usually place a link. So after a while, when we were tracking the analytics and tracking the conversions from those links, and seeing that these links were actually driving traffic, which drove sales. We would identify the traffic generators and the sales generators and kind of focus on that niche online. Then Google got into the um, you know into the market and they and they came out with their you know links based algorithm. So all of our clients inherently obtained great Google rankings from the beginning. And now I've I've taken that same philosophy through the years and um, have applied that to our current link building structure with search engine journal services. So I, um, I think that a lot of the, the core, you know, the core techniques of link building are still more or less around and they really pay off in terms of, you know, finding sites that are authorities in, in, in the niche field, uh, finding, uh, you know, building relevant links and keeping in mind that these links should be driving a person to your site who's interested in the content on your site. Because at the end of the day, Google more or less builds their algorithm for the end user. So you don't want to link, you don't want to build links thinking that, oh, this is going to rank me number one in Google. You want to build links with the mindset that these links are going to bring in targeted traffic. So that must be pretty difficult keeping up, like for the average person, let's say, uh, who's running their own business. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't have the the time or frankly even the money to spend a lot of time doing link building what do you recommend they do i mean let's say they've got a blog what should they do to try and build these kind of links but with as little time as possible well there's a couple of first very basic steps the business launches a blog or say if a blogger is launching a business oriented blog and once that blog starts to generate some content and um, you know to get out there i mean your first step more or less is to search for blog directories, authority blog directories, like Best of the Web blog directory, Bloggeries is another good one. Um, there's sites like Blog Hub. All of these blog directories have categorical listings of different blogs. So, for example, my wife recently launched an exercise blog. So one of the first things she did was after she got the blog together, you don't want to go and do this when you only have one post. You want to get like about five or ten posts on the blog to show that you're actually writing. Is she went out there and, and found these blog directories that have exercise categories and listed her blog there. And what happens is there's an instant correlation of that blog being in the exercise vertical because it's in the exercise category. So take your business category, whether you're a plastics engineer, um, whether you uh, you know you, you sell plasma TVs or maybe you're a tree expert and and find that um, relevant category in some of these large blog directories and actually if you search Google for blog directories we have a list on search engine journal that ranks about number two or number three right now I suggest starting there 
Nicely done. Now, Lauren, you're talking about some really great resources here. If you've, you know, if you're running a blog or you're sort of powering your site with a blog backend, for someone who's maybe doing some SEO for a small business site or something like that that isn't really in the blogosphere, are similar resources like Best of the Web or other directories a good place to start for acquiring inbound links? Yeah, you know, it's a good foundation. Um, uh, you know, I would suggest going out there and uh, looking at, you know, Best of the Web. The Yahoo directory. I mean, basically, those are your your, your starting points, you know, because um, you know, those were you're not only going to get a little bit of page ranker juice to your site, but you're also going to get that correlation I was talking about. It, it actually helps the engines uh, categorize your site. Um, also, uh, you know, DMOZ, uh, uh, DMOZ.org, the Open Directory Project, the open source directory owned by AOL. Um, uh, submit your site there. Now, now, that's the beginning. Now, what you really want to do is go out there. Say you have a business site, and, and yeah, it's not a blog, so you're not going to be submitting the blog directories. But go out there and look for targeted directories in your vertical. So, taking like the exercise example again, um, you know, uh, the gym I go to, they have a website. Now, it's not a blog, but it's an informative website about exercise and and, and, and stuff like that. And, and it would make sense for them to look for other, you know, other niche targeted vertical directories. So do a search on Google for exercise directories, health directories, health sites, health forums, health resources. And also you can add, you can add um, terms on your query, like add URL or submit URL, because usually the directories will have a little link on them. This is add URL. So Google will actually find that text and return to you in the SERPs a list of the directories that you should probably be submitting your site to. So, Lauren, those, um, there's so many directories out there. I've always kind of wondered, like, I mean, we do our own link building sometimes, and we certainly work with uh, clients that do. But you, you get so many directories out there. How can that stuff really be there's so many. Do, 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 does Google really apply a lot of uh, value to them? I mean, if you get, I guess you're always getting the same category that's going to start to add up. But is that really all it is? Just getting that relevance all the time? Well, I can honestly say that um, out of. So you have people launching directories and blogs and sites every day. And there are probably hundreds of thousands of web directories out there. And you know what? There's only about 0.005% that actually have a lot of value. You're not going to want to go out and participate in one of these programs where you're submitting your site to thousands upon thousands of directories because basically those links have no value whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So instead of spending your time or instead of paying someone to do something like that, find the ones that you feel or that the search industry feels have the most value. And one way to do that is looking at their backlinks or looking at the authority sites that actually link to those directories. Hmm, okay. Um, but we can always go beyond directories here. I don't want to turn this into a directory show, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. No, it's just, it's just, I know it comes up a lot in questions, and, and, and I think it's a valuable one because, you know, Yahoo is obviously worthwhile. Of course, it's two ninety nine or whatever it is to, uh, per year. But uh, I understand that's worth the value. So uh, that makes sense. But you get to these other ones, and some of them charge. How do you know whether or not it's worthwhile? Um, it's a, I guess you look at how many links are pointing into it, just how much value Google seems. Help Jews in poverty at helpjewsnow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit helpjewsnow.org. That's helpjewsnow.org. To think it has and then consider that then, I guess, eh? Yeah, also look at the direct look at the category that you would list your site in. And if you see that there's a lot of sites in there that are kind of spam oriented or have no value, the end result is going to be that that directory itself has no value because there's no editors actually policing the sites that are listed in that directory. Mm, right. The best okay. directories tell people no and they let a selective number of people in. All right. Well, thank you. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to touch on uh, some more link-building issues with uh, Lauren Baker. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver, Thursday and Friday, June 18th and 19th. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. 
SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with Eric Lander, independent SEO, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, Inc. Uh, before the break, we were discussing uh, some uh, link building issues, uh, mostly at the beginning around directories. And now we're just going to go into a few other areas. Uh, Eric, I think you had a, you had a question there for uh, Lauren? Yeah, Lauren, you were talking earlier about sort of not sort of restricting link building to only directories. So to kind of follow up on that, I, I want to talk a little bit about how someone can go out and find link opportunities, inbound link opportunities that aren't necessarily directories. Um, and as a follow-up to that, maybe talk a little bit more about some of the problems that you might um, run into. I know one of the things that a lot of SEOs have seen and probably a lot of you know webmasters have seen of, are these age-old spam emails that come in and say, hey, I think your site about X, Y, Z is relevant to my site you know about blue widgets when there really isn't any correlation. Um, and I think that that's sort of polluted the value of link building and sort of the perception of how important link building is. Do you have any opinions on that? Well, my first opinion here is that basically it all starts with your site development and your site design and your vision. If you're going out there and building one core site that's going to be a huge authority in your field, and if you are constantly adding new content, photos, videos to that site, it's going to add to its inherent linkability. You've heard of the drinkability thing that they have with Miller Lite? Well, let's look at site linkability here. There are a lot of pages out there in different niche verticals that have resource pages. A lot of sites that... Um, say, okay, you're in the medical field, for example. You're going to find a lot of sites out there in the medical field that actually have a resource page where they, they'll link to Wikipedia or uh, WebMD or um, you know some, some different blog posts or whatever. But what you have to do is position your business site to be that authority resource and then go out there and look for resources. Look for resource pages that are linking to sites similar as similar as your similar to yours. And um, you know, it's as simple as emailing. Sometimes, sometimes it can be very tedious as well. 
But emailing um, sites that have uh, resources or connecting with bloggers within your industry. One thing I really like to tell people is that I, I believe in a process called trickle-down linkonomics. And what I Ooh. mean by that is like, okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> say there's a uh, uh, – you, you develop a new SEO tool. Now, are you going to spend all your time – emailing every single blog and every single site in SEO? Are you going to spend a week compiling a huge Excel database and writing all these individual emails to every single SEO blogger? Or are you going to target Search Engine Journal, Search Engine Land, WebPro News, EricLander.com, get on a webmaster (laughs) radio.fm show. But the thing is, is that what, what I really like to tell um, clients and, and people that ask me this is find the Michael Arrington of your industry. Find the blogger that's out there that everyone else listens to. If you can obtain a link in their blog post, what's going to happen is that there are so many other bloggers in that industry that read that blog post. They are going to either copy and paste some quotes from that blog post, write about the same um, product, they're going to scrape it, they're going to write their own take on it, and chances are, if you can add a really nice spin to your product launch, ask for, give out free passes to beta testers, uh, give out free coupons, if you're a shopping site, anything along those lines, then that's going to add that's going to bring in that whole linkability standard, and it's going to give the, the head bloggers or the bloggers out there within your vertical something to actually write about. And then everyone else is going to want to jump on the bandwagon because these head these top bloggers are writing about it. So look for the authorities and, 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 and try to reach them. Very cool. I assume that you're going to be out there to register or trademark the term trickle-down Linkonomics soon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone doesn't steal it. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Someone, someone will write a post by the end of the day, I'm sure. Now, so you're talking about targeting sort of the, you know, the best fruit that's out there and kind of letting letting things trickle down. One of the questions that we got in advance from some of our listeners was relative to how aggressive you can become in sort of trying to build links. And I think the question was more geared around how to sort of like uh, almost throttle your initiatives. I mean, is it in your best interest to kind of set aside maybe one day a week to go after links? Is it something that you do for an hour a day for, you know, a few days a month? I mean, is there any best practice that you could recommend to listeners to say, if you're going to be building links over the long term, here's how to sort of throttle, you know, that work? Yeah, you know, it's definitely something you have to focus on and you have to set time out of your day to do so. Um, if, if you're doing a product launch or a new site launch, I, I suggest taking a lot of time before you actually launch your site to prepare your linking strategy. So don't just launch a site and then go out there and start linking a couple weeks later. You can actually build links to a site before you launch it. And I'll give you a case study. I was working with a company called um, Handbag uh, Planet, I believe. And they um, before they launched their site, what they did was they had a contest where people who signed up to um, uh, to their email list would enter to win a free handbag. So basically on their homepage, they had a handbag contest. And we put it out there on Facebook, Twitter, StumbleUpon, had bloggers writing about it. And then before the site even launched, they had hundreds and thousands of links pointing to their site about – the link anchor text naturally had the word handbag in it. So they were already obtaining links before the site even launched, before their e-commerce site even launched. So ha- having that that link strategy in your head before you launch can assist a lot. Now, in terms of pushing the links, it's not a good idea to go out there and try to obtain everything at once. Now, the example that I just gave you is kind of a different example because they were getting links as an afterthought. They were getting links of a result of a smart marketing campaign. And that's kind of what you have to keep in mind when you're building links. Be smart and and, and try to obtain these links. If you're going to go out and try and you're going to say, well, I'm going to build a thousand links a day uh, through directories. Well, then that's not going to work because those links have – a 1,000 directory links are not natural. 
Um, but having something that is like, I, you know, I hate to use the term, but link bait, having something that gives people, people a reason to link and then going out there an hour a day, say you write a blog post with about, and you list about 20 different other sites on it or bloggers and are really resourceful, like top, you know, 20 sites to find the best handbags or the best deal or fill up your wardrobe from these 20 e-commerce sites and then email them later and ask them to link back to you out under their within their blogs stuff like that's going to work from the beginning so i i really i mean <clears throat> i think i'm kind of including a lot here in this answer but i would really suggest that that you sit down and plan out a long-term linking strategy and approach look at things like seasonality holidays throughout the year um, when people are not buying your products and when they are are your links going to um, uh, are are your links going to bring in enough traffic before the holidays? Before like you know the holiday shopping season, um, you know are people going to be linking to your site during the summer, during the winter? A lot of bloggers, a, a lot of people take vacations during the summer, so you might not want to send out as much linking emails because by the time they get back to work. Those emails are going to be kind of like down in their inbox. So take all of that into example, into um, you know, and, and plan out a year-long linking structure. And see how that works. And and it it does take dedication. You really have to sit down for about an hour a day, and look at all of the different blogs out there that are writing about linking. Look at all the link ideas, and kind of you know you can't try everything. Don't be cookie cutter. Take what you really feel is going to work for your site. And if you have something like fab plastic fabrication. If you haven't played Best Fiends, you're seriously missing out. Best Fiends isn't like other Match 3 style mobile puzzle games. It's an action-packed adventure and a brain-boosting puzzle game all rolled into one. You play through an actual storyline, watching your fiends become more powerful the more levels you beat. So if you're tired of crushing the same old candy, give Best Fiends a try. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. As a business that you do, I wouldn't suggest trying to go out there and get links from like Spin or um, Search Engine Journal. I would suggest like concentrating on what your your vertical is and building that into your plan. Make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Lauren, we're going to have to get you back in the show again. This is great. We don't have to do anything. This is awesome. I just got, <laughs> I just got back from a conference, so I have all this stuff like swirling around <laughs> in my head. I have to release it somehow. I think this is the only way I can. <laughs> Excellent. Well, one of the things that, uh, that comes up occasionally is uh, press releases. Um, do you use press releases to help you build links? I realize they, they have a short lifespan, but uh, have you found them useful in, in some of your marketing? Well, the thing is, is that I don't send out press releases to build links from the releases or from the wire services because a lot of those wire services, the links from those releases are actually discounted by Google anyway. But what you want to do is when you are releasing out, when you are putting out a press release push, make sure that those press releases are being delivered to the journalists and writers and bloggers within your industry. So don't go out there and send a, a you know a thousand press releases thinking I'm going to get like you know hundreds and thousands of links from these press release wires because what's going to happen is you might get some traffic from like Google News or something like that or maybe from the SERP you'll get traffic. But in terms of like organic links, a lot of those services use redirected links anyway. Mm. But what's going to happen is that you know if again it's it's playing it smart and targeted if you send out a really like newsworthy press release i mean why do people send out press releases well you know in the old days you had a you had news to talk about now people send it out for everything but uh site launch is a great way to reason to send out a press release uh partnerships great reason to send out a press release contests and keep this in your mind again seasonality you know say your company does you know uh, builds the biggest jack-o'-lantern in the world. Like, okay, you're a, fa- you're a plastic fabrication company, and I hate to use this, but I used to have a fa- plastic fabrications client, and it was kind of a boring vertical. So how can you take that from being boring to being, you know, awesome? Well, you know, uh, fabricate a giant plastic jack-o'-lantern and, 
and put it like you know right on the side of the highway. Write a press release about it. And send it out to all the local journalists in your area, all the Halloween sites. Then you're getting these relevant links. Then you're getting response from the national media. Then you're getting these links because the true links of value from a press release campaign aren't from the press releases, but the other sites that pick up that news and then link to you from what they wrote on their sites. Excellent. Very cool. So, Lauren, you touched briefly on the fact that you've been kind of busy and just wrapped up a conference. And I know that conference was on spring break down in southern Florida. Um, I think it was on day two you had a, a link-building panel uh, that featured Ray Hoffman, Brent Satoris, and Will Reynolds. Is there any information that you can take from that? I know it was sort of a small-scale conference, and a lot of the information that was shared was intentionally shared only to attendees. But is there anything coming out of that uh, that you think is, is worth touching on? Yeah, of course. Um, the information that was shared at this conference was incredibly top-notch because this is a top-notch conference. We had the best people in search marketing, except for Ross and Eric, of course, at this conference. And um, and um, uh, uh, Will, Brent, and Ray put together an incredible, um, well-rounded panel on link building. And not necessarily just link building, but linking in general because we had Brent talking about uh, the effects of social linking to a website. Um, Ray discussing internal linking and how changes to an internal link structure and navigation structure could have tremendous effect on the rankings of a site. And then Will talked about researching and, and, and targeting authority like e.edu links and other links via uh, Delicious as a tool for finding uh, these linking opportunities. So um, it was pretty intense in terms of, uh, you know, link information. And um, I would highly suggest that, um, you know, people follow up with some of the IM Spring Break coverage. And then we also have another conference called Scary SEO in October that's based in Atlantic City. And hit that up because the information is going to be bigger and better. And closer. (laughs) Yes, and closer. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to touch on some more information on links with Lauren Baker. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts. Because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit TaxBrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. TaxBrain.com, America's online tax service. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. 
Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with Eric Langer, independent SEO, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Before the break, we were discussing uh, a little bit about uh, IN Spring Break, a recent conference that Lauren Baker uh, threw out in, uh, it was, what was it, Florida? Or yeah, it was Deerfield Lauderdale? Beach, right outside of Fort Lauderdale. Ah, nice. Yeah, I'm really yes. to go. <laughs> but <laughs> it's the other side of the continent. It's a little more, a little more work. But uh, so tell me, uh, you know, with everyone accomplishing things more quickly, are, are there any software titles, sites, or tools you'd recommend for someone building links? Or should they well, stay away from that stuff? You know, generally, um, what I like to do is, like I said before, when I'm building links for either Search Engine Journal or for my clients, I take more of a human approach. But there are, there are some tools out there that can expedite some of the more tedious work and actually categorize um, a lot of the work that has to be put into a linking campaign. Um, there's one that, uh, that I've been looking at recently called BuzzStream. And uh, it's basically a tool that helps you, um, that helps you keep track of the communications between yourself and bloggers and publishers when going out and writing and pitching other um, uh, uh, site owners uh, about putting uh, about them linking to you or, or covering your news or anything along, along those lines. Um, <clears throat> they actually uh, were a uh, quasi-sponsor at uh, I Am Spring Break and um, um, I'll be giving out uh, 50 <laughs> free um, uh, beta testing invites for BuzzStream later this week on Search Engine Journal, but you know, not not to pitch too much on, on tools or whatnot. But uh, you know, uh, my philosophy pretty much is is to use tools to expedite the work that you would normally be spending hours doing. You know, I would not suggest using a link building tool to mass spam email thousands of bloggers at one time. But in terms of like identifying sites or identifying blogs or keeping track of the communications or even keeping track of the time that you're putting into um, your link building, I would do so. Um, one, one very, um, you know, one aspect of link building is competitive intelligence. It's looking at what, what the competitors in your field are also doing. Now, there are a number of tools that can assist you with, uh, you know, your competitive intelligence. Uh, one is Yahoo Site Explorer. So going to Yahoo and uh, using the command link colon or link domain colon and, and then putting in the uh, domain of your competitor will expose to you the other sites out there which link to them. And what you'll probably do is notice that there are some sites that are linking to not only one competitor but two or three. And those are the resources that you want to make sure you're in as well to, grant, to gain an equal footing with your competition. And then what you want to do is identify where your competition is not so you can gain the competitive advantage. Excellent. Well, we, I actually yeah, do a lot of competitive analysis myself, and, and I actually use OptiLink. Have you used that? No, I haven't. Um, well, what was the name of that again? It's called OptiLink. Uh, it's uh, by Winroad Software, I believe. It's really good. I, I found it useful because I, I run that. Um, software on a competitor uh, of one of my clients, and it provides me with a list of all their backlinks using Yahoo, or it's actually got a number of search engines you can use, but as you know, Yahoo seems to be the best uh, for delivering the data. And uh, from there, I can actually sort through the type of the topic, the average topic that um, is being linked from, so to see what kind of, what I find is it tells me how orchestrated their link building has been on a competitor's site. And, and as you know, that can provide a lot of insight into just how um, targeted or how much work a competitor is actually doing or whether or not, well, quite frankly, whether or not they flipped out. Um, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. it's, it's really awesome. And you can export all that sort of stuff. So that's, that's my personal tip. I think that's a, a very handy tool. Um, now, when it comes to social media, um, 
you mentioned this. I think it's Brent Satoris was mentioning something about social media and how to get use links from that. I know that's a huge topic, but could could you just touch on it? Uh, what, what what do you what would you say about using uh, say Twitter and all that? Did, does is there a lot of value in that kind of link? Well, again, we're talking about the message versus the end product. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have a Twitter account that has about. I guess I have about 3,000, 4,000 followers. I'm not sure. But a lot of those followers are in my <laughs> – a lot of those followers are in my, uh, my, my niche market. So a lot of those followers are bloggers or they're into search optimization or they have their own sites. So every once in a while, I'll send out a uh, link uh, from Search Engine Journal on my Twitter account. And that's kind of – I see Twitter and social media as more of a communications tool. So say, for example, you get to the front page on Spin or you get to the front page on Dig. Well, you know, those profile links themselves from the social media sites don't really – I mean they carry value. But that's not what you're looking for within that value. You're looking for the people that, again, read those sites the bloggers, the journalists out there that are reading those sites and then covering whatever, you know, w- whatever hits that home page. So um, what you'll find is someone will say, ah, get social media links. And then, you know, people will be mass submitting like every part of their site to dig, to spin. Um, but what you really want to do is concentrate again on the best work and then the end result will be the best links. Does that make sense? Totally. And, and, and I agree. I, I find it uh, a great way to, to build a little bit of buzz to new articles, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, again, I love it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And again, like, see, I have my Twitter account, but I'm not going to sit on there all day and be like, oh, uh, do read this post on Search Engine Journal. Read that post on Search Engine Journal. Vote for yeah. this. I'm going to share and I used to do that, and a lot of people like Eric, like you know, slap me around afterwards. So what I found was that <laughs> when I actually go out there and I use this, or that's when I was new to Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but when I use Twitter as an organic tool to kind of, it's kind of almost like a mind mapping tool because what I want to do with Twitter is share what I find to be important, and then what I notice is that people follow me not to see what I'm pitching. But what I feel is important out there in the industry. Mm-hmm. So if I have a really good post on Search Engine Journal, I'm going to put it on my Twitter feed. If I find a really good post on Stepforth's SEO blog, I'm going to put it on there too. So I'm sharing. And at the end of the re- at the end of the day, you know, the followers are listening to your voice. Your followers, your friends, are listening to what you have to say. And, you know, I might introduce a really cool step forth blog post to someone who only reads search engine land. You know what I mean? And they might cover that on their blog. So it's all about communication and trust in social media. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Just to follow up, I'm definitely not the poster child for effective Twitter use. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think we all kind of wrestle with how to make the most of it initially. And, and that's kind of a good segue. One of the big things that a lot of people were sort of upset about, and I'm just going to throw out a number and say this is maybe about six six months or so ago, um, Twitter profile pages used to allow you an opportunity to list a URL. And that URL initially never had a nofollow applied to it, and now it does. And one of the questions that we got from listeners in advance of the show here is about nofollow usage and whether or not you think Google or other search engines view the nofollow as some sort of indication of trying to game the system or manipulate otherwise natural linking schemes for the purpose of you know benefiting for rankings, traffic, whatever the case is. When, when nofollow came out, the, the conception, the, the view of nofollow was basically that it was called a link condom, right? So it's like almost like saying, I'm going to protect someone from this juice that I'm putting out there with this nofollow tag. But now it's it's kind of been used as more <laughs> of a um, way to communicate with the search engines to say, well, you know, 
this is user-generated content. This is a user-generated link, and Twitter has no power over who places which links there. So Eric might, you know, start a, a, a Twitter account with a link to his, you know, authority blog on search marketing, but there, there's thousands of people out there starting a Twitter accounts with links to Viagra sites, to, you know, to, to, to casino sites, to gambling. So Twitter's not going to want to necessarily spread their link juice, spread their authority to all of these gambling sites. And it's kind of, you know, you can't really pick one over the other. You can't have someone sitting there on Twitter, you know, reviewing every single profile. Right. Okay. Uh, do you think, uh, I guess what I'm coming to here is what do you, what do you look for in like the ultimate high quality? Like if someone was going to just get one link, let's just say one link, is it Yahoo? Are they going to pay for it? Or are they going to just, what do you think? Like I know Yahoo's a big one, and a lot of people do don't mind paying for it. But what would you say? Would you say that's worthwhile? Well, this is a, this there's this question has been asked a lot over the past over the years. So like you know what happened? What do you do with that thousand dollar link budget? What do you do with that five hundred dollar link budget? Um, I you know Yahoo has a lot of value, but I've seen sites that don't necessarily link have a link from Yahoo do well also it's kind of rough but you know if you're talking about $299 from Yahoo it's more or less worth it because it's going to help you a little bit with Yahoo search as well and um, best of the web I think it's like 275 I believe for a lifetime value link Um, so those are more or less cool but what's going to happen also is that, you know, when you say, like, where do you put your quality link, the first thing that came to my head was where on the site do you put it? And, um, you know, also having a high-quality link from high-quality content that's targeted towards your site is very important also. I think there's a common, very common misconception in the SEO community that blog linking does not bring a lot of value. And this is something that I want to bring up. Um, a lot of people say, well, you know, if, if, if a blog covers me and they link to me and that blog post is only on their homepage for one day and then it gets archived, then it has no value. Well, actually, you know, it's quite the opposite. Look at Boing Boing, for example. They write about everything, you know? So if you get a link from Boing Boing on their homepage, it's up there for a day, it's not necessarily going to help you in Google. But what's really going to help you is that once that blog post becomes archived, look at the URL structure. Look at the breadcrumb structure of that blog post. It's going to be like boingboing.net slash technology slash, um, you know, uh, scooters. And then an archived page of the blog post and a post about your, your you know, scooter company or a scooter product that was put out, you can't get much more targeted than that. So I'd also say that, you know, spend the money on Yahoo, spend the money on, on Best of the Web again, but really spend time on trying to obtain some targeted blog posts. Make friends with the bloggers in your industry because it's going to pay off in the long run and make real friends with them. Help them out. Boing boing. <laughs> yeah, actually, Lauren, that's a, that's a really good topic that you brought up in terms of archive blog posts. And I want to go back to something that I heard at SMX Seattle last year. I guess it was June of 08. And I want to credit Todd Friesen, otherwise known as Oil Man, with this because I think he's the one who brought it up. And if it's not, then I apologize. Um, but in short, he was saying that a lot of times, or, or at least at that point, and, and certainly things are you know, probably changed since then. Um, he was able to go in or he was aware of people being able to go in into archive blog posts, go in and actually edit um, the body of the post and insert links to competitors. And the result of that was actually a penalization handed down by Google to the competitor site because it was perceived to be as a potential purchased link because they sort of had this archive blog post sitting there and they knew that it was there. You know, they knew the the content of the post. They knew that it wasn't changed. They knew that it was archived. But then magically, right. you know, X months after the fact, someone went in and, and changed that. So that's a, definitely an interesting topic. That couldn't be Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, it, 
you know, as a website owner, as a blog owner, I'm sure you guys get the emails all the time. Yeah, I'll pay you a hundred dollars, five hundred bucks if you add this sentence to your blog post, or if you add this sentence to the bottom of your your post or whatnot. If you're a publisher, don't fall for that. You know, you've written a blog post. That's your property. You can earn money in other ways. Don't don't you know? Don't spam out your site to um, uh, some guy sending you. Uh, uh, links to add to what you've already done um, and, and take that philosophy also if you're trying to build links yourself expect expect the quality from these blog posts that you deserve as a company um, so yeah yeah don't don't I don't know <laughs> we can pause here you guys can edit this out <laughs> um, so uh, Lauren just a I guess final question here uh, Obviously, uh, Search Engine Journal is an awesome place to go for a lot of this, uh, to keep up to date on, on some of this, uh, the latest techniques, uh, some tips, that kind of stuff. What other resources can you recommend for someone interested in learning more about building links and just keeping on the cutting edge? Um, well, yeah, like you said, we pretty much cover linking on a daily basis on Search Engine Journal. Uh, another blog that my good friend Deborah Mastler has is the Link Spiel. Um, Deborah is awesome. She's been doing links forever. And um, I would suggest going, uh, just search for uh, Deborah Link Building on Google. You'll probably <laughs> find her blog first. Um, and uh, the Link Spiel is a good one. Um, you know, I you know I follow performancing a lot. Actually, that that's a um, that's a, that's a blog uh, that writes for bloggers, and um, also Search Engine Watch. Search Engine Watch forums have a lot of information about linking and link building. Um, also, I would suggest uh, Webmaster World um, and Create a Site forums because they are those forums are very uh, policed. Because if you go to some of these other forums and you go to the link building section, you're going to get a lot of misinformation. So um, you know, go to the sites in the forums that have people that are uh, active in the industry. Writing for them, and I also suggest SEO Moss. Excellent. Well, thank you, Lauren. Well, on behalf of myself, uh, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and Eric Lander, independent SEO, thank you, Lauren, for joining us today on SEO 101. It's been awesome having You're you welcome. on. You're uh, welcome. Great answers and and uh, love boing boing. It's great. You that yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Can I also add one blog to that list? Yes. Go for it. Um, Weep. W i e p dot net this is an hmm. excellent link building blog w-i-e-p dot net I'm not sure how to pronounce that weip or yip dot net check it out they put out really good information on an ongoing basis about linking as well awesome thanks, thanks very much nice to add on okay well uh, look forward to seeing everyone next week and uh, have a great day saving for the future but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary we combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing we call it save vesting and it's only available in our new app stairs stairs offers four to six percent returns no fees and you can withdraw anytime do your future a favor visit stairsapp.com today